The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. GP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with just one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download that SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb happy geico 500 weekend ladies and gentlemen we are done with the short tracks let's stretch our legs hit the talladega super speedway for some uh, wide open, who knows what the hell's going to happen type of racing uh, this weekend. Of course, this is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Cody, happy Dega weekend, buddy. Happy Dega weekend. I'm so excited. The last three tracks we've been to could all fit inside this track and it still wouldn't be big enough. <laughs> and there'd be, you know what, ironically There'd be enough, room to spare. I there'd mean. be room to spare, but there'd be a lot less bumping and banging. That's, yeah, you know, well, yeah, <laughs> we're about we're getting treated this weekend to some of the most intense racing you're going to see. And and again, the track is is two, three times longer than what we've seen uh, going into the weekend. So, uh, yes, it is the Talladega Super Speedway and it is the Geico 500 where uh, once again, we get to watch these guys not necessarily touch the gas pedal for 500 miles, 500 laps, uh, all kinds of great stuff going on. So um, let's, uh, yeah, let, let's just get right into it. Let's talk about last week, though, as we always do, uh, which was a much, much shorter track, much, much dirtier track. And, uh, you know, look, I know that rain delays are never fun. I know that waiting for weather to pass through is never fun. But I got to tell you, overall, I still enjoyed watching the dirt race because of what I think I've romanticized about the the Bristol dirt. You know, I, I think maybe I'm a, I'm a, an apologist for the Bristol dirt, but I still enjoyed the race, Cody, regardless of everything that was working against us. 
Well, I am a staunch defender of Bristol Dirt because I absolutely love it. And it's coming back next year, so you better like it because it's going to be here anyways. But uh, no, I, th- I mean, when have we ever raced on an oval track in the rain before? I mean, yes, they had to stop the race twice, but even when they were racing a majority of the race, it was raining at least a little bit, which is a benefit of being on the dirt because if it's not raining too much, then you're able to keep going. Um, I, I was doing my best rain dance on that last rain caution because <laughs> that Tyler Reddick 16 to one was tasting so sweet. And then we were so close last corner. I went through all the emotions on that last lap. It was uh, devastating, not only to lose the bet, but because Reddick's just such a good guy and, and he's been so close so many times. He, he really reminds me of Casey Kane where see, I think he finished second, like nine or 10 times before he finally won a race and just, just a great guy was hoping to see him get that first one and it was right there and he just you know it happens but it was sad and uh kyle bush backed into one but uh. <laughs> <laughs> how does it feel now kyle i'm sure you'll yeah, take exactly. it exactly <laughs> uh yes but, uh, so he, for- he was probably owed one from vegas earlier this year when he probably should have won so i, I mean right because like they say it all evens out in the end yeah he, some get stolen from you, some get given to you. So what comes around goes around and, and vice versa. But yeah, I mean, again, exactly. it was it was looking good until the end. And I mean, the race did start off with some inauspicious situations, right? Where uh, we saw the mud just caked on some of those. And you had brought it up too earlier as far as uh, watching the grill configurations on these. And it's funny because my even my wife was watching and she goes, you know, the grills look different on these cars and and it was interesting to see the type of chances that these guys took uh, just by the the girl configurations and how it played out watching the dirt get caked on some and others just yeah, look pristine I, I think we yeah we did touch on that last week but then I, I think nascar mentioned to the team from my understanding nascar mentioned to the teams before that it, if it got too muddy they would throw that competition caution to help them out what a lot of people i don't think understand is in order for the track to be in good racing condition, it has to start wet like that and muddy or it's going to get too dusty too fast. So they didn't really have a choice. The other thing I would say is NASCAR might have bailed out Stuart Haas racing because three cars overheated and they were all three Stuart Haas racing cars. So, which is funny because their owner is (laughs) a dirt track guy, (laughs) but uh, it, it would seem to me like maybe they didn't take the proper steps to cover their grill like others did. And so, you know, maybe have they done what everybody else did that wouldn't have been an issue, but uh, I mean, it's still, you got to remember this is only NASCAR's second race on dirt in the cup series in 50 years. So these cars aren't like dirt cars. Everybody and Kyle Larson, he wants to take the windshield out. And I understand every other car that runs on dirt doesn't have a windshield, but look at all the electrics, electrical things inside of those cars and the gauges and, and the, the gadgets like, those dirt cars. I have a buddy that owns one. He can pull the foam seat out and just power wash the car down and then it's clean. Like you can't do that with the NASCAR cup series car. So like, it's not just that easy. It would be nice if it was, but there's a lot that goes into it. And I think it's just going to keep getting better over time. They're going to keep learning it. We still only have one on the schedule for now. Maybe that will change eventually. It it would be nice to see maybe a second one and they could put more focus on having it. But I think overall it was good. We didn't see a ton of passes for the lead, but there was a ton of action throughout the, the field constantly. Um, and and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good race. The rain delays. I, I mean, think about a rain delay. If we have a rain delay at Talladega this weekend, 
it's going to take them two, three hours after the rain stops. Just to, to drive the track. The track. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Here it was still raining, but lighter. And it took them 20 minutes to pack it in and get it ready to go. And we were back to it. So I think that the first couple stages, there was a lot of cautions. And that really just kind of bogs things down and doesn't allow it to get racy. But we saw in the last stage, it got very racy. They went for a while with no cautions and guys were making moves and doing stuff. So I thought overall it was a good race. Uh, the ratings were amazing, which is going to lead to it be coming back. And, and I hope they do the Easter. I enjoyed Easter Sunday night. I mean, it allows people time during the day to do their families, do whatever they need to do in that. And then you can all sit down either with your family or if you need a break from them by that point, <laughs> I'm going to go watch the race <laughs> and, yeah. and sit down and enjoy it. But, uh, I thought it was perfect. I thought it was great. Uh, I loved it. I'm glad it's coming back next year. So I'm happy all around. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready for more. I, I like I said, I I truly did enjoy just and the the different dynamics of watching these cars kind of skate up and and slide around and you know it's not the per it's not the perfect mark corners because at one point in the track it could be different. Two laps later, if if the the mud shifts and the dirt picks up and. You know, it's just never the same line twice, and you saw that work, uh, especially in cars like early on with Chase Briscoe and Kyle Larson kind of fighting it out there uh, where Briscoe would take the high line and cut off uh, and kind of dip into the corner some more with Kyle peeking underneath, and then Kyle would kind of scoot up. I just It was all these different lines. It was crazy. Uh, but Briscoe got a couple of leads in there. Kyle Larson got some leads. Tyler Reddick, obviously the, the hero of the day, 99 laps, from 151 to 249, and that restart basically just uh, killed it for him as he slid up the track, and uh, and all Kyle Busch got in there and and won. So, I mean, look, it wasn't perfect, it wasn't pretty, but Kyle Busch, number 18 car, picked up the win uh, on the dirt, and now he can say he slid into one. That's right, he's won. He's happy about that. Bristol's one of his best tracks. He can say he won on all the all the different styles of of uh bristol and yeah he's uh that's his 60th nascar cup series win that's not an easy feat for sure he's ninth on the all-time list uh, i think dale earnhardt senior is next uh, 16 wins ahead of him so i know that would be a massive goal of his to catch senior and another thing something that he's really worked on hard is winning a race every season of his career which he's done the first season he competed i think was 04 he ran like six races he didn't win then but since he's been full-time 18 seasons in a row the only other person to do that richard petty that's quite a quite an accomplishment and if you look back at richard petty's time a, a lot of the seasons petty ran they ran a lot more races than they do now and things weren't maybe as competitive and there wasn't the rules and restrictions that there is now to keep everything so level so i, I mean amazing accomplishment by kyle bush he's had a hell of a career he doesn't seem to be slowing down too much i think he's still got some left in the tank so Congratulations to him, and yeah, on to Dega. All the Rowdy fans. I'm happy because I had him in a season-long league, and he got me into the playoffs, baby. So uh, I'm, I'm all ready to, to hit it. All right, let's go over the bets from the weekend. Uh, it was a crazy one. We we hit some. We could have hit some, and some just did not work out for us. Uh, Cody, you had – we both picked uh, cup regulars to win the truck race. You picked Austin Dillon. I picked Joey Logano. Uh, that did not happen. Did not happen. Uh, man, Ben Rhodes. I don't know where he came from. I don't know how he got there. Uh, he doesn't really have a dirt history, but uh, 
he showed up. He, he was the best truck out there by far. Nobody could stop him. Nobody could catch him. They made a mistake by not pitting at the end of that first stage, and he thought maybe that cost him, and he still worked his way back through the field. And that dirt, man, that dirt race was really, really good. Uh, it was super competitive. A lot of good drivers in that. It was the first time ever in the truck series that every truck that started the race finished the race, which I thought was an amazing statistic. Um, it was the highest rated uh, truck race on TV in a long time. Uh, so just all great news for NASCAR all around this weekend uh, from all avenues of, of ratings and stuff like that and just getting people to talk about it. So, uh, yeah, congrats, props to NASCAR. Unfortunately, Austin Dillon was not the guy. I was trying to see where he finished. He, he finished 14th. Yeah, he just wasn't really I, – I thought he'd be more in the race, and he, he really wasn't. So Yeah, well, Logano finished 6th, so a top 10 finish for Logano. Not necessarily all that bad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ben Rhodes, uh, then Carson. Um, I always get his name wrong, even though I hear it all the time. Uh, Hosevar. Yeah, Hosevar. I just I want to say who Kavar. <laughs> There's a lot of ways you could take that name. It's yeah, I don't want to. And then JHN, Hunter Niemicek came in, Klingerman in fourth. And uh, and Klingerman, he's been so impressive. He just races the part-time schedule, but it seems like he's been in the mix in every race that he's entered, so. Something to watch, just kind of going down the road. So but I want to keep. It I, I've been very impressed with him. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. You had Chastain as a top three finish in that, and that didn't look half bad for a while. Chastain doing Chastain things, uh, but unfortunately, he just got his engine blew. <laughs> yeah, he looked good, and then, yeah, I, don't, I, th I think it was that first red flag where basically, I think they got dirt in something that shouldn't have been in, and. And basically, he said, yeah, if we have to start it again, it's not going to work. And he was right, unfortunately. He was running pretty well before that. So I felt like that was a pretty good bet again. We kind of just threw out some long shots with not really knowing what was going on, hoping to hit one. And we got close in the Reddick to win, but didn't did not hit the, the Chastain one there. Yep. And then I had Suarez as a top five. Dude was in front of the pack for a while uh, and just could not figure out how to make it the rest of the way i mean look what killed him the most in my opinion was the fact that the race just kept starting and stopping and you know for him his car was good and and you know for 64 laps he led that race but then once the caution came out right there uh around what was it lap 76 uh it just i don't know kind of all hell broke loose for him and and he kind of just didn't uh, he didn't have it. I mean, not lap seventy six, one thirty nine, rather. Uh, when the caution came out, right around that time, it just you know it didn't didn't work for him after that. So yeah, I thought Daniel Suarez was a good bet. He made me look good for a while, and then unfortunately, it just it didn't pan out in the end. Yeah, I mean, he was up front. He led led some laps after a strategy call there, and. Looked good. He just, yeah, couldn't hold on to it at the end, like you said. So, yep. again, uh, I think you're on the right track. It just didn't work out. Boo. Uh, all right, you had Kurt Busch as the top Toyota. Uh, unfortunately, Kurt Busch did not even finish as one of the top. Oh, did I say Kurt? I meant to say Kai. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so easy to get those guys mixed up. I so easy it. to get them mixed up. I, I think it. I had the right one. Oh, man, our bad. No. <laughs> Kurt was running pretty decent, and then he got caught up in a wreck there towards the end, and that kind of ended any chance he had. But uh, I, I was very impressed with Kyle Busch. I did not expect that from him, especially after his comments last week about 
how he, much he hated it and thought this race was a sham and all that uh, for him to run as well as he did. And it seemed like every restart, he just jumped up there and all of a sudden he's passing four guys on the first lap of the restart. And, and that's how it, he made a funny comment in his, uh, in the post post race, they were doing the media press conferences and stuff. And he said, he's like, Hey, I passed Kyle Larson on a dirt track. Somebody write that down. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So uh, he was, he was having a lot of fun on social media and stuff about backing into the win and, and being a dirt god and all that stuff. So I feel like Bowman needs to needs to make a shirt about him. I think I think that I had heard anyways that that Kyle had texted Bowman and he's like, "How do I make a shirt out of this or something <laughs> like that?" Just to I love to it. kind of play out the whole thing. So uh, was, I love uh, it. yeah, worked all around. Yeah, I mean, the, I I love when these guys can have fun with it. it. It always makes watching this thing a lot more fun too. Uh, all right. Speaking of Larson, I had Christopher Bell finishing over Kyle Larson. Uh, and, I mean, this was this was almost about as full fade Kyle Larson as we are on full fade Denny Hamlin. Uh, but I could, because I didn't necessarily see Larson being able to put together a top five finish, and he did. Uh, he finished fourth in this one, where Christopher Bell, not too far behind, finished seven. But those two were duking it out for a while anyways, uh, and, and really was making a good race out of that head-to-head matchup. In fact, uh, f- several times in that whole race, I thought to myself, okay, we're good. Okay, we're good. And unfortunately, uh, it was Larson who found enough speed at the end to uh, to keep himself in front of Bell. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we were off as far as your analysis of just the way that Larson's not been running well. Uh, but he showed up, but we weren't sure if the dirt guys were going to be the dirt guys this year, like we kind of expected last year. And uh, they definitely showed up uh, this, this time with, between Reddick and Bell and, and Larson, they all looked good. Uh, but yeah, Bell, I mean, there was points in that race where you thought he could win it. So you definitely were not off on that. Nope. I don't, again, I don't think any of us were too far off in our analysis. It just did not play out uh, with the rain delay, with the pit strategy calls. Because, you know, if, if this were not, if the rain were not looming, who knows how many different pit calls would have been made differently. Yeah, a lot of things could have changed. And I, th- I think guys were racing because they were thought the rain was coming or and stuff like that so I, I think it definitely played a big role in how the race ended up playing out and how it ended up playing out was Stenhouse did not win nor Redick, uh which was your call and boy I'm done me and Truex are breaking up I, I <laughs> Truex this season is like bet Truex this week okay yeah no <laughs> Soon as Rod gets off of him, no, just kidding. No, but last season I was like that with Kevin Harvick. It was just I did not want to say the guy's name anymore because as many times as I did, he did nothing to back me up. And I went out. I keep going out on a limb for Martin Truex, and he just does not bring the equipment with him to actually do anything with it at all. In fact, uh, he ended up. And this 21st. is yeah. As I say, I got to keep scrolling down to get to him. Yeah, yeah you got to go down a ways <laughs> to find him. <laughs> so yeah, he finished twenty first. He just did not have anything on the dirt Man, in that car. Speak, speaking of him finishing twenty first, you want to talk about an all time bad beat? I had dropped a couple of matchups in our Slack channel, and the one I liked the most was Chase Briscoe over Martin Truex Jr. That was cashing for every single lap of that race, and then they spin out at the end. He's second. They spin. Reddick recovered. It's still almost. Man, I wish he would have just drove up in front of Lars or uh, Bush. I think he could have got in front of him. Kyle Bush would have hit him. Reddick would have crossed the line first. But anyways, so then I wait for it all to sort out. I open up the NASCAR app to see where he finished. Truex 21st, 
Briscoe 22nd. No, no, literally worst bad beat of my life, man. It was two bad beats because I had Reddick to win final corner. The Briscoe over Truex, man, it was rough. But uh, again, like we talked about last week, the game within the game that makes it so much more exciting. Just stuff like that. That's the kind of beat that makes people want to just quit gambling altogether. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one that if you had your mortgage on that and you lost, uh, you're not yeah. listening and to it this was, podcast. You would, have, you would have been right 99.9% of the of the race, and it's just that final corner uh, cost him. But yeah, it was uh I was like, man, so close. Yeah, well, I mean, again, this is we we do it because we love it. Damn it! So, what else can we do at this point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the dirt's behind us. It's all off of the windshields now, and we head to the wide open spaces of Talladega. But we'll set that up after we talk about WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's $10 to win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet Future. So much to choose from. All you got to do is download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's such a hectic time of year. Not only do we have Talladega coming, but Easter just finished. Uh, there'll probably be some other holiday that somebody comes up with between now and then. Plus, you got to shuttle your kids to school, practice. You've got stuff to do. Uh, and, and you really honestly are all over the place between weddings, graduations, all kinds of stuff that you got, right? Sometimes, most times, let's be honest, we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you, I'm pointing at you, deserve a beer that is made to chill because I know you always feel like you're always on. I do. Work, family, friends, millions of pressing social issues around the world. Thanks, Twitter. And an, expect and an expectation to be on 24-7. It's not just sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. It's most times you need a moment to turn it off and hit reset. That, my friends, is when you reach for Coors Light because it is made to chill. And because your brain is so fried, sometimes you don't even know when your beer is cold. Well, Coors Light takes that all out of your hands. You see the mountains turn blue. You know the beer is cold. You know it's ready to drink. You don't even got to think about it. Just see the blue mountains, take a sip, relax, chill, turn it all off. Because I know when I need a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. You can get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. Plus, it looks damn good on the hood of a NASCAR. But remember always to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. What is this stuff? Well, I'll tell you, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all 
those things. Plus, it only costs you less than $3 a day, and you are investing in your health. Plus, it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easier for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and... You get five travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Stage two, Cody, begins with us heading straight in to Talladega. We We are at the track that Ricky Bobby built. (laughs) <laughs> the track that Ricky Bobby built. You're right. Yeah, Talladega. Um, if you're newer to NASCAR, super speedway race, it's going to be similar to Daytona. Atlanta, we kind of saw a little bit too. This is one of those races where don't expect to win any of your bets because <laughs> literal chaos will ensue. And we actually, Daytona, we hit quite a few bets and had a good weekend. Uh, and we can find some good angles. And I think we have some great bets here. But Literally anything can happen. A favorite can get knocked out on lap one and caught up in a mess, and there will be big wrecks. And if you have a DraftKings lineup, don't look at it until after the, after the checkered flag and maybe wait a couple minutes because it changes quickly. You can go from first to 20th. You can go from 20th to first just like that. So it's going to be insane. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, edge-of-your-seat action pretty much the whole race. Uh, they're just going so fast, so close together. One slight little mistake, and half the field is gone. So I I absolutely love super speedway racing. It's one of my favorite styles to watch, and I cannot wait. I mean, there's not much more you can really talk about to prep it other than the fact that it's 188 laps, 2.6-mile track. Obviously, the banks are, are massive super speedway bankings. Uh, they're going 500 total miles. That's the schedule, of course. We don't know if there's going to be any overtime in that. Yeah. But the thing to look out for... Cody, every single year on Talladega is what? The big one. The big one. Whether or not there's going to be a wreck that collects half the field uh, or, or one that leaves Ricky Bobby and uh, and the other driver racing on foot to get to the finish line <laughs> where it's not a legal race. Uh, every year there's one. Uh, last year it looked like it was at lap 99 where – uh, go ahead and crack yourself a nice cold Coors Light because you're going to need it while I read off the cards that were involved in that one. <laughs> it was the 8, the 9, the 18, the 19, the 37, the 42, the 47, 48, and 78 all involved in the big one. And that's a relatively small yeah, that's big a, one. Yeah, that's a smaller big one. <laughs> Sometimes some of these big ones, it's easier to read the cars not involved in the accident because <laughs> it's like the first three that skated by and then everybody else has collected in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's nuts. 35 different lead changes in that race. Uh, Average speed of 130. Now, you got to figure, because this is super speedway racing, they've got these things going wide open at about 190, right? 192, somewhere in that vicinity. So the fact that the average speed around this track was 130 tells you one thing. There was so many cautions (laughs) in that race. That's a lot of caution laps. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're it's a balls to the wall race. You you're on the throttle, and there's not much lifting off of it uh, until those cautions fall. Yet another to just back up how chaotic 
Talladega is there were 8,852 total green flag passes in the course of the rate. That is 98.4 passes per green flag lap. That's not just for the lead. That's in the entire field. So there are cars passing each other literally every second as they go around this track. It is, again, just like Cody said, don't check any of your matchups. Don't check any of your DFS lineups because unless you are literally cleared by your doctor that you're not going to have a heart attack under stressful situations, you are going to hate yourself every second of that race. Yep, and don't count those bets uh, won until after the race. And that's another fun thing about this too is if the guy you bet against uh, gets knocked out early, you could cash an early one, which uh, we think we had a couple of those at Daytona where some of those head-to-heads we had wiped out early and then that's easy living from there if you know the bet's already covered. So so when we told you, if you've been listening this long, and if you have, thank you very much. Uh, I mean, I know it's only 12 episodes so far. We are lucky number 13. I think we kind of glossed over that. Lucky 13, Cody, welcome. That's, uh, hey, lucky. It's a good week to be lucky, I think. Good week to be lucky. Uh, but so approaching these types of races, we talked about it at Daytona. We talked about it at Atlanta because Atlanta is a de facto super speedway now, too. Uh, so these types of bets, this is just to have fun. Don't 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 bet too heavy. Don't go too crazy. Really, just bet this to have something to cheer for. Uh, because again, any one of these bets could hit. But really, more often than not, a lot of these bets won't hit. Yeah, bankroll management always important, but especially races like this. Uh, I definitely, and we'll cover some long shots here later on. But sprinkle some money on some long shots because. Literally anybody can win these types of races. Uh, we've seen it before with some of these very long shots. We saw it on the Daytona 500. Uh, I think Cindric was 25 to one. Uh, we saw it last year with McDowell. He was like 50 to one at Daytona. So anybody can win, but anybody can wreck out too. So it's, uh, again, we're going to have some good angles and some guys that generally do good. But that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and, and look, a quarter unit on a plus 7,500. Right, any hits that covers that covers your bets for this week and probably last week too. Yeah, exactly, and that's I mean that's the fun of it because you can hit these long shots like that. Uh, I remember last year in the Xfinity race, I think it was at Talladega, where Brandon Brown won, and he was like, I had him at like fifty to one or sixty to one. It was just crazy long, and I mean that floated me for the rest of the season basically because you're just living off of that money. So. Yeah, it's nice if you get, if you can get it right and hit the big one like that, but don't go into it thinking for sure you're going to because, uh, again, the big one knows no names or numbers. It just takes them out. Yep, it it is indiscriminate in its wrath, and it will envelop <laughs> it will envelop uh, your favorite driver and your friend's favorite driver in a heartbeat without discrimination. Uh, I, you know, it's funny that you know we, we talk about not checking your your DFS lineups. Uh, you get pleasantly surprised uh, about an hour later when you get something that says, "Hey, you just won in your lineup." Because guess who backed his way into a win in DFS last week? Hey, uh, I'm raising my hand. I hey, actually got take that. Take it any way you can. Get it. <laughs> I, I don't care. I'm Kyle Bush, baby. I was happy to do it. So that's right. Um, yeah, this is yet another opportunity for you to to have some fun. And to be honest with you, you know, when you watch these types of races, I I know that uh, for for some race fans, these aren't these super speedway races aren't their favorite to watch because it doesn't necessarily the type of action 
yes, it's happening all over the track, and yes, it's happening, but it, it's not the kind that a lot of race fans like. And, and, and even some drivers, they don't like super speedway race because it's too close, because one mistake could take out the entire field, and you know, there's just a lot of variables in it. But I appreciate a good super speedway race, and I think maybe because my first race ever was Talladega, or I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Daytona that I watched, but I, I do appreciate a good super speedway race. So uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, it's definitely not. I mean, you don't want to go to a super speedways every week or anything like that. That would get r- ridiculous. But to have the few we have sprinkled in, where it's usually four. Maybe we're looking at six this year with the Atlanta races. Well, I think that's about the perfect amount because it does. It just brings a level of uncontrollability that that uh, they're in this race that aren't in some of these other races where a, a lot of these other tracks, a driver can kind of control what they're doing and for the most part control what's going on around them. Here, yes, there's some control, but you're mostly have your your wheel in the hands of everyone around you and the guys you're working with because, again, one small mistake and that's it for all the people around that person. And uh, it makes it exciting. And, and some of these guys have proven to be much better at it than some of these other ones. Again, that stuff we'll touch on here soon. But the amount of discipline that goes into it and, and the amount of perfection that these guys have to have to be able to avoid things and survive things. It's just incredible. Absolutely. They've been racing here since 1969 when Richard Brickhouse took his 69 Dodge to the winner's circle, uh, <laughs> which you got to love the old days, right? Richard Brickhouse. Brickhouse. Some Brickhouse. of those, when I'm looking at those winner's lists, some of those names are just great. <laughs> old moonshiners <laughs> just trying to, you know, outrun the law. Uh, Bubba Wallace, the last guy to win uh, on this track on the Talladega race in the fall. Kozlowski uh, won also. He actually won this race, this the spring race uh, last year. Denny Hamlin among the winners. Your boy Ryan Blaney, a couple of back-to-backs in the end of 19, beginning of 20. Chase Elliott, Eric Almarola. So, again, this just proves that anyone and everyone can win at Talladega. So, we will proceed accordingly and yeah definitely the betting the betting angle here is to just Cody I would say it's just bet the people that you want to cheer for right pretty much I mean yeah and it's good to have different sprinkles kind of all over because if if you put all your eggs into one guy's basket he could be out on lap five and (laughs) then your your betting race is over so kind (laughs) of have things throughout the field a little bit so you got different guys to root for but yeah, I mean, it's almost a good week to just pick the guy you like and you want to root for, throw it on him, and then hope he pulls out because just about everybody has a pretty equivalent chance of doing pretty well. So one thing, too, that's new that we'll I'll touch on here because we're not going to talk about it in the next segment because neither one of us have a bet for this. Uh, there's actually a pole position winner bet this week it's new i haven't seen it before but it's in there now uh i mean that looks like a fun little bet to try to sprinkle some on uh so i mean is that something we should suggest to our listeners to maybe yeah absolutely and i think that maybe this is coming from like the f1 style of betting because it's something you can bet on there uh i actually just got done with uh uh a twitter spaces betting preview show that uh my buddy derek invited me on and if you can go back and watch that, if you if you go to my Twitter page, the link's up on there. But and we covered it there, and uh, some of the other the betting guys that were on the show there talked about uh, like Hendrick Power just seems to be crazy good in qualifying at these super speedways. 
uh, in the Daytona 500, they qualified the top three spots and four of the top five positions were all their cars. So I think uh, Byron was at like plus 600 as kind of one of the favorites along with Blaney. Um, but yeah, there's some fun ones. And then if you want to just kind of get crazy, I mean, you can go down to a guy like uh, Harrison right. Burton is like plus 20,000. If you think about it, he's in the Wood Brothers Penske powered Ford. I mean, as crazy as those odds are, and as long as they are, if he puts down those couple of good laps that you're going to need, I could see somebody like that pulling that off. And that's a hell of a bet to start your weekend. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd almost be tempted to toss like even a quarter unit down on Greg Biffle at 50,000, like plus 50,000, because Greg Biffle, veteran driver, we know anything can happen. I know he doesn't have the fastest machinery. You, you but think that car has got the. No, I don't know. I mean, look, hamster power <laughs> is probably it is not. Fun. I'll give it to you. <laughs> just why not, right? We're, we're tossing yeah, around. That's the thing. Why not? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll just take the. I'll just take what I won off of DraftKings last week, and you know, toss a little go. down. I mean, you got guys like Chris Busher down here at, at plus eight thousand. I mean, he's in a Roush Fenway Kozlowski. I mean, those motors are are not a joke, you know. So Suarez at plus seven thousand. That's even like a little. Yeah. I would avoid Toyotas. I saw a stat on Twitter. I think Toyota's got like one pole here in like the last 17 races or something like that. So maybe avoid that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it is a fun, uh, it's something I've never seen before in NASCAR is the the betting the pole thing. Yeah. So let's we'll see if they keep that around. That might be something fun to toss out every week too is have our pole, pole winner of the week if they're going to keep throwing those odds out like that. Well, I mean, we could um, do that. Or, or, I mean, look, here's the thing. Here's This is our plea, our weekly plea to join the Slack channel, right? SG.pn slash Slack. Look for the NASCAR channel. Join it. We'll we'll toss out uh, some poll winners here in the next couple. We'll make that maybe a Slack exclusive. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. I love that. And yeah, I mean, and like I said, I threw out some uh, some head-to-heads uh, in there this past weekend. I usually just share those in there. So if you're in there, you can get in on that. And I, I did pretty good on the trucks, and then I had some decent ones in the cup. Obviously, I missed that Briscoe one. Yeah. By that last chance of fate, but Br- uh, Briscoe missed that Briscoe one. Cody, yeah, don't be Br- so hard on yourself. Yeah, Briscoe Briscoed that. Yeah, but, uh, you you hit it right. You had to cap the <laughs> I hell was out dead of that. on with my analysis. You sure it. did. <laughs> you nailed that son bitch. So, but yeah, it's <laughs> it was Briscoe that ruined it for you. Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, keep up in that Slack channel. It's a lot of fun, and, and again, we we toss out some extra bets in there, especially once qualifying happens when we when we see a better line on something. Uh, you know, we record this on Wednesday night, and sometimes, in fact, even this week, it felt like they didn't get very many good lines out until, I think, a couple of hours ago, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, even last night I was looking, and I changed one of my bets this morning from something I had put in there because I was like, oh, some more lines are finally available. So we don't necessarily have all the information. Again, we, we've got some good plays and some good lines, and a lot of times we can get ahead of stuff before practice and qualifying, which on that note, there is no practice this week something different than we've had the last few weeks, but that's good. Nobody can tear their cars up. We don't learn a lot from super speedway practice anyways. So I'm not, not mad about that, but uh, yeah, I mean, as we get closer to race time, once we know where people are starting, how they've, how they've been performing throughout the weekend, we can kind of drop some, some different knowledge as far as uh, you know, some other stuff that we like in addition to these plays that we give out uh, on the pod tonight. But I'll pat you on the back, Cody, because you've been doing a hell of a job with limited uh, information. I think we've been given some good bets out with with the early week stuff. And really, I guess the, the, the earlier we can get it in the ears of the people, the better, right? Well, yeah. And I mean, you look at Ross Chastain, when I hit him 40 to 1 at uh, Coda, 
he was 40 to one Wednesday night when we recorded, but by the time they qualified and practiced and got to the race, he was much less odds than that. So again, that's another time where being ahead of it was worked in our favor very well. I mean, a 40 to one that's uh, that helps your bankroll out for quite some time. All right. Well, that's the green, white checkered lettuce end stage two. Uh, and let's get to those bets in stage three. But first, let me tell you, folks, your browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect you. Doesn't protect your privacy. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, me. Well, okay, maybe not me, but other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online it's literally that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming Talladega this weekend. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. Plus, they are offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for absolutely nothing. IPVanish, super easy to use. All you got to do Tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com SGP. Use that promotional code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Tell me that you found enough things to gamble on. And I know you're lying because there's never enough things to gamble on in this world. The one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And the best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Go check out Stable Duel. It's a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Go pick your horses, build your stables, play against others to move up the leaderboard. You can win as much as 40 thousand dollars with just one entry betting on horses if you don't know anything about them don't worry the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy best of all the app is free to download at stableduel.com where there are multiple games offered each day with free games weekly attracts all over the united states so get in the app create your account start building your stables today go invite your friends to play against you or you can play against our stables follow them in the app and we can even compare our own stats go download now at stableduel.com see how many winners you can pick in your stable see you in the winner circle play race win as always we're brought to you by prop swap because it is where america buys and sells sports bets nba playoffs are set if you're one of those basketball folks prop swap is where betters find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash prop swap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite team and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over and over and over without your team even lifting the trophy. So go to PropSwap.com right now. Download the free PropSwap app today. It's got fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales, and 
Red Hot Tickets for Sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. When you use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, PropSwap's going to match that deposit up to $500. Go right now. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Betting on things that go fast, like basketball players and horses. Uh, we move on now to stage three, where we give you our favorite bets of the weekend. And again, these are the only, these are four. <laughs> Cody and I make so many picks over the course of the weekend, not just on this show, but on the various articles that are out on SGP, uh, on, on all the stuff that I do as well outside. I moonlight like Cody just committed pod on this show, uh, <laughs> with, with Derek, which by the way, Congratulations, by the way. I love to see you coming up in this world. Yeah, I appreciate it. I big shout out to Derek Yoder. Uh, I think at Picks by Blaze is his Twitter account. Give that guy a follow. He does a lot of great work. He writes for the Garage Guys. Uh, hosts that that Twitter Spaces every week. He's doing so much for NASCAR gambling and growing the community. I absolutely love the guy. I was so happy he invited me on. So glad it worked out to be able to jump on. Had a lot of fun with those guys. Uh, so yeah, it, it was a great time. Uh, obviously SGPN has my heart. They're always number one to me, but, uh, I was about to say doing folks, some other stuff too. enjoy him while he's here because that boy's moving on up. So I don't know about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So this is the stage where we give you our, our picks to win. Uh, and again, obviously we don't just cover the, uh, main show. We also give you the appetizers in the truck and the Xfinity series bets as well, where again, I mean, we, we were doing well for a while, but, uh, the last few weeks have been chaotic and that's really just goes with the territory. So, uh, we're, we're honestly picking winners for these chaotic races and, and sometimes that doesn't play out the way we want it to. So uh, again, I think we've got some good ones to uh, rest our, our, our laurels on this week. So let's begin in the Xfinity series where Cody, you have got a bet for a winner in that race on the Talladega Super Speedway. I do. So yeah, no truck series this week. Uh, Xfinity's back after their week off last week. Um, so I'm just swinging for the fences here. Like I said, I had Brandon Brown last year when he hit a big one. Uh, this year it's Ryan Sieg. He is at plus 4,000. So nice 40 to one bet. Uh, he's always a solid super speedway racer. It seems like his last three, uh, Talladega races. He finished 11th, 5th, and 2nd uh, back in 2020. So he knows how to get himself up there at the end. He hasn't quite been able to, to break out and get that win yet. But uh, he finished 8th at Daytona in the race the, you know, the day before the 500. Uh, he has 6 top 10s at Daytona as well. So he's he's one of those guys. He's He's been around a little while. He's kind of a more of a veteran in the Xfinity series. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to keep his stuff clean. He knows how to be in the mix at the end. And, uh, you know, just hoping that he, he can be the, the lucky straw this week that uh, hits a 40-1 to 1 and uh, starts off the weekend strong. You know, and it's funny that you mentioned that, too, because, again, this is when we start talking long shots and, and this track and this configuration and even the Xfinity car where, obviously, it's the same car that they've been driving uh, for a while now. But, I mean, yeah, I think this is a time to take a stab at long shots because you look at guys like Ty Gibbs, he's at plus 700. Gragson's at plus 800. Almondinger's plus 800. Um, even Algier's at plus 1,000. Hemrick at 1,000. You know, it, all of these favorites uh, are, are, are okay, but it's weird because at a super speedway race, e even the big guys are all at at least plus 1,000 or more uh, on most of the books. And so for them to be priced this low, 
why not take a long shot, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, pretty much anywhere you're betting, you're getting decent value because even like you said, the favorites are seven to one, 10 to one. So you're still getting them, but we just don't see those guys win a lot of the time. There was a streak where Justin Haley had like three or four super speedway races and a win wins in a row. It seemed like, but we talked about this earlier in the season too, where there's less, a lot of guys moved on from Xfinity this year into cups. And so we don't have quite the same players we've had in the past. I expect Gregson to be up there. I expect him to be good. You expect the colleague cars to always be good. They seem to have a good super speedway program, but again, we saw it last year with the long shot win in Xfinity at Talladega. I think we could easily see it again this year. I mean, you're kind of hoping for chaos and that's not a big ask at a track like this. So you get a guy that can put himself up there, be, be in the mix at the end. Even if he's eighth on the last lap, he could get to first just that easy. All it takes is picking the right line and moving up in that in that line. Uh, all right, well, look, fine then, Cody. You had a forty to one. I want a forty to one this year too. So uh, I, I'm I'm betting a forty to one alongside you this week. Shall can I do that? Let's do it. I uh, I like the one you you picked. Might have mentioned him a few times. <laughs> I think I think you let his name slip from your lips a few times. Yeah, I'm taking Brandon Brown. Uh, the kid's just been a killer at Talladega, uh, and of course you talked about it. He won here uh, last fall. Uh, he started 19th, ended up winning. the The kid is finished. Look at this is where he started in the in the in his time in the Xfinity Series in Talladega. He he started 37th or 32nd rather, finished 15th. He started 15th, finished 11th, 14th, 9th, 18th, 7th, 19th, first. So he's been in the top 15 every single time he's run on this track in the Xfinity car. And because we talked about it. All it takes is for you to jump up in the right line in the last couple of laps. If you keep yourself in that top 20, top 15 vicinity, you're going to eventually get yourself in a position to win, which, of course, he did last year, cross the finish line first. Uh, I think he may have had it figured out. He's got it dialed in. Every single finish has been incrementally better. 15th, 11th, 9th, 7th win. So, uh, you know, again, this is a track where we're not talking about uh, where you, what you've done this season because <laughs> I feel like sometimes what you've done this season is not necessarily indicative of what's going to happen to you at Talladega. So I, I think he's got the opportunity to keep his nose clean. Uh, we've seen him, again, finish better than the year before every single – or the race before, rather, every single time he's taken the track. So I think he's got it figured out, and, and I think he's got get a good opportunity to be in the mix for the win again this, this week. Yeah, I love it. I mean, all those same reasons – is why I was on him last year for this race, uh, and it worked out well. So, like you said, I mean, we, we've got two long shots here, but they're not just long shots. They're guys that have been around. They're veteran guys. They they own their teams, basically. I mean, Brandon races for Brandon Belt Motorsports, and Ryan Sieg races for Sieg Racing. So, uh, you know, they, they've been with the same teams. They know their cars. They've proven that they've got the track record. They can be there, and again – track like this as long as you can be there you got the chance to win so i think these are two very solid long shots i'm going to take a little bit on both of them and hopefully hopefully one of them will hit uh yeah i mean again this is a quarter unit here quarter unit there it's it's not necessarily you're trying to bet the house but you're just trying to get enough going to where if one hits you're covered for the whole rest of the day have yourself some fun. Win a little money in the Xfinity race and twist it all around on the, the big daddy of them all. Uh, where you, my friend, we move over to the cup race now. Uh, you are pitting two Hendrick cars 
against each other. Ew, intrigue. So head to head for you. Uh, break down, did, break down this bet. At some point this season too, I feel like I don't remember what happened. You know, I I feel like I they, feel like there was at some point. I feel like they happened. ruffled each other's feathers a little bit, yeah. and they had to go into the holler and work it out, hug it out. This is my favorite bet every Super Speedway race, and fifteen times out of sixteen, it hits. Just an elite driver against Kyle Larson. So you got Chase <laughs> Elliott over Kyle Larson. I don't even care who the guy over Kyle Larson is. Just an elite driver over Kyle Larson on a super speedway. Minus 125. This is my favorite bet of the weekend. Again, anything can happen. Elliot could get caught up in one early. He could be out of the race. He could lose. But a majority of the time, and we harped on this at Daytona, we harped on it at Atlanta, and we were right both times so far at least, he's not figured out the super speedway stuff. The only place he can't figure it out. He's already not having that great of a season. He's got to win. The short track stint wasn't nice to him. We'll see as we kind of get back into some of the mile and a half if he appears more. But Super Speedway is not his forte. He's not figured it out. It's just not his thing. And I'm going to continue to fade him every Super Speedway as long as they keep giving me the opportunity. So Chase Elliott over Kyle Larson. Favorite best bet of the weekend. I love this one. So that'll probably come back to bite me. But uh, <laughs> more times than not, this, this one hits because Larson just – cannot get out of his own way at the super speedways and i don't know what it is about it but he just he can't get a handle on him and and he does not finish well here he almost always gets caught up in a wreck and i he just i don't he doesn't know how to avoid it and i don't know why and i i don't know i don't know why i don't know why he can't figure it out but he can't and i'm just gonna keep riding that you think he just is about as frustrated as everybody else? I mean, you got to think that he's frustrated. Why can't I figure this out? I can figure out every yeah, other well, race. You almost wonder at some point if he's like, "F it, I'm just going to punt these races because he can't figure." You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I'll just run around I don't and know. back. He just he's so bad at him, and I don't know why. But he just he's never one of those guys that's up in the mix there. And Elliot is is very good. I mean, he's one of those guys that can be up in the mix. It seems like a lot of times he's always there. He almost won the Daytona 500. Two years ago, he well, he won at this track too. Of, what's that? He's won at this track before. Yeah, he's won here at Talladega before. There was, I mean, it was a question on whether it was him or McDowell when the caution flag came out and all that. So he was that close. He was in position, but uh, he pushed Byron to a win at Daytona a couple years ago to get him in the playoffs when he probably could have won that if it had not been his teammate ahead of him. So a very experienced, very good super speedway racer against a guy that just cannot figure it out. But because of his name, because of the cloud he carries with them, because he's so good everywhere else, he still gets lumped into this elite group, and he's still one of the favorites. I, I don't get it, but dude, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't, almost don't want to say it because it'll come back to bite me and he'll win. Don't waste your money betting Kyle Larson to win this race. He he can't figure it out at super speedways, and again, anybody can win, but at his odds, it's just not worth it to me because he's so bad at him, and I. Anybody can win. About the greatest guy. He's the best driver in the Cup Series. He's the best <laughs> driver in North America right now. But it's like he can't figure out the super speedways. So. Anybody can win, but Kyle Larson. Look, anybody if, can win except the best driver. If right? there's two, I know it doesn't make sense, <laughs> but it does. If there's two things the NASCAR Gambling Podcast is all about is full fade Denny Hamlin wherever he is, and full fade of Kyle Larson on any type of super speedway or track that's faster than a mile and a half. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So Elliot over Larson. I'm. I mean, look. You you covered every base on that. I can't argue any of that because we are we are at that point now where Larson's season 
I mean, look, he won 10 races last year, and all of a sudden he's, he's down to one. So uh, I don't know. Uh, all right. Listen, man. Uh, we, we talked about it earlier when we recapped the dirt race, but I, Ross Chastain, he's got to get back into the mix. And I think this is a good place for him to do it. Uh, we've watched him run well all year long. He's been a top five darling all year long, top three darling all year long. And we're not asking him to get anywhere near that in this race. I'm not trying to predict a top three finish. I mean, it's bad enough we have to try to pick a winner because we do every week, but uh, I'm not trying to pick a top three finish. So I'm going to give Ross Chastain in that old one car uh, at least a, a, a fighting chance to get inside the top 10. That's that's where I'm going to bet him. He's at minus 110 for that. Uh, you know, Elliot, the Larson Elliott bet was a little juiced up at 125, but as you always say, Cody, you only pay the juice if you lose. So um, right. I'll still take Ross Chastain at, at minus 110, I'll, I'll, I'll pay that just because a top 10 finish for Ross Chastain, I think, is going to pay out this week. He, he's just, again, he's just falling on some bad luck. I mean, last week was really tough for him. You, you can't really predict that your engine's going to blow, especially in a situation like that where it's rain, it's mud, it's, you know, not the track conditions were not conducive to running any sort of vehicle, let alone a, a stock car. So um, I'll give him a break for last week. I'll even give him a break for a couple of the short track runs. Uh, but we're, we're back where he can stretch his legs again. We talked about it in the beginning. Um, so I, I think Ross Chastain is going to get back into that top five mix. And I think a top 10 is, is not necessarily out of the, the equation for him. Yeah, exactly. This actually came up on the Twitter Spaces show that I just did as well. Uh, it was him versus uh, Tyler Reddick. Or, yeah, I can't remember what it was. But anyways, he... Uh, something like that but he's one of those guys that he's really good at finishing now daytona he didn't he was out again he was the one that got caught up in the early wreck and finished last but he's pretty good at being able to put him position himself up there and be in the mix again keep it clean and be there at the end and if you can do that a top 10 is very easy for these guys where if you if you've kept your car clean you stayed out of trouble it's very easy to get a top 10 at the end of these races Yep, and I think Ross Chastain is going to get back over there. Uh, all right, Cody, you are much, much braver than I because you, sir, are going to predict yourself a top three finish. So go on, big balls. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, I, I was going back and forth. Uh, this one is probably going out there a little bit on a limb, but uh, Chris Busher, top three. He's at plus 700. And I'm going to, this is going to work into one of my winners. I'm going to work in how he's going to be up here. To help. <laughs> he's also plus 2,500 to win. I don't hate that. Uh, he won one of the uh, dual races at Daytona, the qualifying races. So, I mean, he's proven he can do it. I think he's won at Talladega before also, possibly. I don't have that in front of me, but I think so. Uh, just kind of going for value here. I mean, Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing has been pretty good here uh spoiler alert brad keselowski is going to be one of my picks to win and, and so i think that they're going to be working together and either brad's going to be pushing him or he's going to be pushing brad at the end of this race and uh i'll dig into more of why i think brad's going to be here at the end when i when we get to him but um you know i i think he's one of these guys that, that's been around a while he's a veteran he kind of knows how how to handle these super speedway races now he's been caught up quite a few times in the wrecks and finishes at the back he's, he's one of those guys that either he's up in the top or he's all the way in the back he doesn't really finish in the middle a ton so 
I think it's it's pretty good value at plus seven hundred. You don't need him to win. Just got to be up there, top three. He's pushing Kozlowski to the win. Problem solved. You can catch both those. <laughs> that is how it works. But you know, right? I mean, Busher is has been a guy. Well, he was sixth at uh, at Talladega in uh, in the fall race when uh, Bubba won. So you know, yep. and he, he had a sixth place in twenty twenty also. So. See? Again, that's that's up there. Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is find your, yourself within that top group or, or even the top line, and a top three finish is, is not necessarily out of the question. So I don't hate it. I like it. Uh, at, again, all these plus money bets are are, are ones that um, you just got to take sometimes, to be honest that's with you. That's the thing. Like, again, kind of similar strategy to last week. If you can throw out some of these plus odds ones, you hit that one, and it's going to cover some of your other ones that aren't going to hit because – you're most likely not going to hit them all. It, it's not that predictable of a race with where anything can happen. So just try and take some stabs at, at some of these longer shot ones and uh, and go from there. Yeah, don't blow your budget, guys. We always tell you budget management is is a thing and and just and I will I don't I, I will throw in to a, a top ten that I like that didn't pop up until just this evening when I was looking through lines, so I didn't really have time to to change my bet here bonus, but Corey LaJoy is plus four fifty for a top 10. And first of all, I'm going to bet him to win at every super speedway race until the end of time or until he wins one, <laughs> because he's got to be like the most likable guy in the garage. And he gets so close. He finished fifth at Atlanta, his best career finish after he was spinning backwards through the infield at one point in the race recovered to do that. He's just one of those guys that keeps things clean. He's always in the mix. I almost, I'm not going to pivot my bet here, but I'm going to bet him top 10 at plus 450. I love that one. I'm going to sprinkle a little on him to win. He's crazy long odds, but he's one of those guys. And uh, spoiler alert here too. He's going to be a write-up in my DFS article because he's one of those guys that very good at keeping the car clean, staying out of trouble, putting himself in position at the end to be up in the front and a top 10. Very, very, very likely for Corey LaJoy. LaJoy and Blaney. If you could, if you could adopt two drivers, those would be the two guys that you would. They, they would. Yes, yeah. you're correct. <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna move on to the next bet of mine, uh, where we continue our. I need to get a drop for full fate of Hamlin. Uh, is what I need to get a drop for. I'll, I'll find that for the next race because I have a feeling we're gonna continue our full fate of Hamlin uh, until further notice. So, uh, full fate of Hamlin continues as I select uh, Bubba Wallace <clears throat> over Danny Hamlin. And look, we're not going to, the handicap of this is, is, is not really going to go too much farther than the full fate of Hamlin. We all know, uh, if you listen to this show enough, you know that Cody and I have, especially, Cody talked me into the full fade. Let's just put it that way. I, I, was, I was on like a three-quarter fade. I was, he was on like a half a fade uh, early on, but Cody's got me on the full fade. But Bubba won here last year. Bubba is, is a guy that, uh, he's just, he's itching. He's right there. I, I feel like every once in a while, you, you, there's those races where you know that Bubba's going to play a factor, right? And, and you just, you feel it in your bones. Again, he broke through with the win last year. Maybe that broke the seal. Um, but if we're going to, we're going to talk about folks, uh, just at least finishing one spot above somebody else, uh, Bubba, they got him at minus 105 over Hamlin. So he's, he's even the favorite in this matchup, but I, I'm going to take it because, uh, at, at minus 105, that's that's actually pretty good uh, for a Wallace over Hamlin odds right now. Absolutely love. This is my second favorite bet to the <laughs> Elliott over Larson one. I love this one. Uh, dude, Hamlin's been 
just bad this year, okay? He's got to win, yes. But he's not performed well. It was the first time he ever DNF, did not finish in the Daytona 500 in his entire career this season. He's won three of them, one of the best plate racers around. But I think this new car is really getting to him. He was able to win at Richmond. It was kind of a strategy call that got him there. Otherwise, dude's just been straight shit this year, like, to be totally honest. And fading him has worked way more than it hasn't. <laughs> I've been in full fade all season, and I'm making money off of it. So I'm going to keep riding it here. I mean, Bubba, he got second at Daytona uh, in the 500. He won here last year, but he won a rain-shortened race. Now, I think he did earn that because they knew the rain was coming. There's no lights at Talladega, so they cannot race into the night. Everybody knew the rain was coming, and it was go time, get to the lead, because if there's a caution, which ended up happening, most likely they weren't going to be able to restart the race. I feel like he deserved that win and earned it. A lot of people don't, and I think that that bothers him because a lot of people are saying, well, he has, the only way he can win is get a rain-shortened win, blah, blah, blah. I think that bugs him. He's an Alabama kid. I think he's going to be going hard here. He's an amazing play track racer. I mean, well, at these play tracks, he, he's performing well this season. I mean, to, for Toyota struggles, that team seems to be doing a lot better than most of the Gibbs cars and better than Hamlin, who actually is one of the car owners with Michael Jordan on that car. So I absolutely love Bubba even to win this week. Uh, and Bubba over Hamlin, I'm going to be getting down on that big time because, again, anything can happen. But just with what we've seen from Hamlin recently, I'm going to just keep fading. I'm going to keep – I'm probably going to fade him all season, even if I start losing on him maybe. But <laughs> now, for sure, as long as it's working, I'm not going to stop. So if it ain't broke, don't fix Super it. Super Speedway, I'm not going to stop now. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, literally. Exactly. Uh, and, and full disclosure, that Bubba Wallace win would give me one of the two that I need for 23-11 to have the two wins for the season to, to cash my prop. So uh, not only am I, am I, am I pro <laughs> hoping for a Bubba Wallace win, uh, which we'll get to, I guess, in a little bit. Oh, I spoiled it. Uh, oh, <laughs> but no, I want Bubba Wallace to finish over Hamlin at the very least. Uh, but, you know, again, it's just a matter of uh, there's so many ways, Cody, to win a NASCAR race. I know that we all want to see it happen at the checkered flag. We want to see them cross the finish line in front of everybody. But the calls that you have to make within the course of a race to get you the win, it's not always who is the fastest on the track? It's who's the smartest team on the track sometimes that can get you that win. So I don't, I can't fault anybody for winning a race in any capacity because to have your car in front means you did something right somewhere along the line. Well, you look back at the record book and what does it say? Bubba Wallace won the race. Right. You look back at Justin Haley has a win in the Cup Series because out of nowhere rain happened and Kurt Busch was leading and for some reason pitted and then they called the race and Haley won the race. It doesn't matter. He won. You know how many times Dale Earnhardt Sr. or Richard Petty or Jeff Gordon won these races? And back in the day, there wasn't a green-white checker. They raced back to the caution flag. If there was five laps to go in the race, they would just run them out on caution laps. They didn't have to go through eight restarts and try and secure the win. So you could say they got easier wins back then. It doesn't matter. A win is a win. And that's what the record book shows. And you put yourself in the position to win that. Just like Kyle Busch this last week. Yeah, he backed into it. And it's fun to make, to say that and make fun of it. But no, he drove a great race. He had himself in a good position. Chaos happened in front of him. He took advantage and was able to win. So you can't take that away from him. He still earned it. 
Nope. Yeah, you run up front, you run up front. I mean, it's just a matter of you take advantage of the rules when somebody else didn't. And that's probably why everybody's so butthurt over it all. So Well, and that's just another part of playing the whole game. Like, yeah, your quarterback can go out and not throw a touchdown, but your defense scores a touchdown. You still win the game. The quarterback is the winning starting quarterback. Like, it's <laughs> part of the entire... <laughs> Breakers. <laughs> it's part of the entire game within the game, within the game of playing every angle, every strategy, every possible scenario. <clears throat> yeah. So I had yeah. to toss it back to the USFL. Dan <laughs> breakers beat my stars, uh, on a pick six, whatever. I'm not bitter. Anyways, we're here for NASCAR. Uh, all right, it's time to pick our winners. Uh, Cody, I listen behind the scenes. We have a show sheet, right? And we fill our bets in the show sheet. I, we usually pick a winner. Cody's basically covered his whole ass and picked every single You're driver. You're lucky I didn't enter like eight winners. I'm telling you. So break down for me what the hell I'm staring at right now. All right. So uh, I'm going to give a favorite and a long <laughs> shot. And then I got a guy that's just absolutely ridiculous odds that I can't not give out because he's got a chance. Okay. So let's start. <laughs> my my quote unquote favorite to win is Brad Keselowski plus 1500. The dude owns Talladega. Okay. He's got five wins here. That's tied with Dale Earnhardt Jr., who, by the way, is going to be in the booth for Fox, which is interesting because it, if you don't pay attention or you don't know, he's the – so Fox covers the first half of the season, broadcasting the races, and then they switch to NBC. NBC covers the second half. Dale Jr. is on the NBC broadcast for the second half, so they've allowed him to work with Fox, which is nice to see them working together, doing the same thing with the USFL, those two companies working together to bring us great content. But – so Junior's going to be in the in the booth. Kozlowski's tied with Junior. The only guy who's got more wins at Talladega than those two is Dale Earnhardt Sr. He's a 10. Probably nobody's going to ever catch him. But Kozlowski's proved he can win in any car here. His very first win was before he was even competing full-time. He was in the 09 Phoenix racing car that, you know, shouldn't have even had a chance to win, and he did it. He knows this place. He loves this place. Jack Roush, his co-car owner, just turned 80 this week. Uh, and Brad is itching. I think we saw him be very, very, very aggressive in the Daytona 500. He was pushing and shoving. I think he really wanted to win that, to show it, to shut everybody up and say, look why I came here. Now, with that, they had a massive points penalty. He lost, I think, 100 points. Uh, and that was huge. I don't see a scenario where he's going to be able to point his way into the playoffs which means he's going to have to win a race. So I think he's going to run a very smart, very clean race, stay out of the way, not be so aggressive like we saw in the 500. He's going to put himself there at the end. And if he needs to move you to win, he's going to move you because he wants to win to shut everybody up about why he left Penske and went to be a co-owner at Roush Fenway Keselowski. Chris Buescher is going to be up there getting that top three finish, pushing him to the win. And yeah, Brad Kozlowski uh, plus fifteen hundred is my pick to win. You know, I I want I I'm looking I'm scrolling through now because I want to find uh, the show sheet for um, for our our first episode before we did the actual uh, Daytona five hundred because I know we did a futures episode and I I'm pretty sure I had Kozlowski uh, at or RFK at the very least with a couple of wins on the season so. I think you're right. I, yeah, I mean, look, I want this to happen because I want my futures to to be correct. Uh, but, but at the same time, I want my my uh, driver to win as well. But I, I can't argue with you there. He's due. 
I honestly feel like there there's just an opportunity for him to be there. Yeah, I actually put Keselowski over one and a half wins for the season. So if he gets that, I won't be mad because at least he's halfway there. Uh, I, I, I agreed with you. I thought he would be a lot much, much more better. Uh, much more better, right? That's a, that's a term. Well, and he was even, I mean, he was impressive last week at dirt, which I did not see that coming from him. I don't think he's got any dirt background at all. So he had a top, I think top 10 or top 12 finish there. And he was running really well. So I think he's, he's starting to figure it out a little bit. They've proven, I mean, they won both of the dual races. Busher won one of them and Kozlowski won the other one. He's won here five times. He's proven he can do it. Uh, you know, and he's done it in the Phoenix racing car. He's done it in a Dodge. He's done it in a Ford all over the place. So, uh, I think that, I think we can see him be up in the mix. Yep. He did it then with a house. He did my, it with a uh, house. He did it here. He did it there. He did it everywhere. <laughs> exactly. All right. Moving on to your next. Sorry. Okay. On to my second of 15 winners. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, my longer shot pick is going to be Ricky Stenhouse. I rode with him last week at the dirt track because he's a dirt guy. A little less than impressive, unfortunately. But he's at plus 3,500. Uh, he's kind of in that sweet spot before you start getting to super long odds, but where it's still pretty good value. Uh, he won here in 2017. He is one of those guys that's either, you know, checkers or wreckers. Like, he's either going to wreck out early or he's going to be there at the end and in the mix. And again, if you're there at the end in the mix, uh, I think he could win. Uh, he, he's one of those guys that's always been regarded as one of the better uh, plate track racers. So, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., uh, 35 to 1. I like him. And then, uh, just to wrap it up, I've got Noah Gragson. By the way, did you see this car that he's driving this weekend? It, it, no, it's, that's not the, the... Oh, no, but I love the Chastain car. But it's, tell the Gragson car. We'll, we'll hit This that. is the... It's Wendy's is coming back, which... They've what? only been, I think, yeah, I think they've only sponsored like one race ever, but, uh, he's in a Wendy's car. One of the best paint schemes I've ever seen. It's super great, but he's driving for beard motorsports. Um, he is 20, he's plus 20,000, which is 200 to one <laughs> to win. Okay. You could just throw down like a little tiny bit of a unit. He is a very good plate track racer. He's, uh, let's see. In Xfinity, he's got six starts here, and he's got three top sixes in those six starts. He's got an Xfinity Series win at Daytona, uh, three top sevens there in, like, five races. Uh, if you don't know, so he's racing for Beard Motorsports. They only enter super speedway races. That's all they do. So they don't have a ton of employees or anything like that, but their focus is always building super speedway cars. Brennan Gaughan raced there forever. Always did well. He's one of those guys you could get up in the top 10 always at the end. But Gregson, I mean, he's proven in the Xfinity Series that he's one of the top guys. I think he's got a Cup Series ride waiting for him here in the next few years. And he's just kind of moonlighting here, filling in on some of these teams where he can. But he's also got a relationship with Colleague because he's been racing in some of their cars uh, on some of the races too. He raced one of their cars last week on the dirt track. So I think he could work together with those guys. And those guys, it's Daniel Hemrick and Justin Haley are going to be in the two other colleague cars uh, in this race. But I think he'll have people to work with. He's not going to be out on an island by himself. Just crazy long odds. I, I it's just it was too good to pass up. It it was at three hundred and fifty to one yesterday. That's what I put in the show sheet. 
I looked again today, and the best I can find is is two hundred to one, which is still crazy ridiculous. So you you got to put a little bit on it. I mean, again, most likely not going to win. It could get super chaotic though. Anything could happen. We get six check green white checkered restarts. There could only be three cars left. He could win the race. So at long odds like that, you got to take a swing. Why not? They uh they wised up a little bit, huh? They were like, ah, we're giving. Yeah, away. they're like, oh, eh. drop drop the doubt. They dropped it <laughs> quite a bit, and it's still ridiculous. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I'm finding yeah, I'm finding it plus uh two uh, twenty thousand too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that was the best I could find today. So, but still, it, it just seems. I mean, he doesn't have no chance to win. I mean, so like some of every race, everybody's got odds. And it's like, yeah, BJ McLeod's not going to win the Martinsville race at fucking eight billion to one, of course. But this guy's got a chance to win this race again. Very unlikely. That's why the odds are so long. Yeah, but he's got a chance. And if you're telling me, you're telling me there's a chance. You're telling I'm me. I'm gonna take it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, my pick to win is not as sexy as any one of the sixteen that uh, Cody listed off. But I will say that uh, I'm I'm going with Bubba Wallace. Uh, and I'm going with Bubba Wallace because, uh, like I said, I need a couple of things to happen for my futures bets, and I need 2311 to start winning some races. Stat, uh, and and I think again, Bubba Wallace proved that he can outlast and and out out strategize the field uh, to win this race, and sometimes that's all it takes. Has he had the greatest season leading up to Talladega? No. Has he had the greatest career at Talladega? No. But sometimes all it takes is for one good run for you to be able to find your legs there. And this this uh, this Bubba Wallace team is a team that has fallen on some hard luck this season, been in the wrong spots this season, uh, hasn't been able to keep itself out of trouble this season. But on a race like Talladega, uh, on a track like Talladega, sometimes all of that stuff sort of goes by the wayside. And the fact that he was running up front last year enough for him to win, uh, that could be the feeling that he rekindles this week again in order for him to get up front. He's a plus 2,000, again, not as long as odds as most. Uh, but that's that's actually what's what's telling, right, is that uh, it's on, uh, what did I say, on the show sheet that it's at. DraftKings has him at uh, plus 2,000. But everywhere else has him somewhere in that favorites range at plus 1,000, plus 1,100. Uh, I found him at plus 13 on a couple of spots as well. Uh, but he is out there. And, and you can get it for plus 2,000 right now, which is a, a kind of an insane... Because, again, all the other books are, are pushing him toward the, the favorites range. So that tells you a little something that the rest of the books see something differently than, than he's getting right now elsewhere. So if you can find him at plus 2,000, I'm going to grab Wallace at plus 2,000 because, once again, I almost feel like they're due. And, and they were due last year, and they got it. So why not this year? Yeah, uh, 100% on board. I mean, I gave my reasons earlier in the head-to-head why I love him, and I think uh, I think you're spot on. I It's a great pick. Those are good odds. I mean, he won the race last year, and he's still at, at plus 2,000, or yeah. So, great, great odds. I love it. Great pick. Thank you. Thank you. I do some, you, uh, I do some good stuff. Do you have stuff. any jingle music this week? Oh, oh, you want to? Oh, bring it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You ready? Because uh, we haven't done this in a while. So uh, It's been a couple weeks. Let's it's been it a couple weeks. Ready? All right, here we go. It's time for Ryan Blaney's Corner with Cody Zeeb. All right. I've got some show notes on Ryan Blaney. Any Ryan Blaney bet is a good bet. That's it. End of notes. Dude <laughs> is so good at super speedways. Talladega, he's great. 
He's got a he's won here before. He's great. Take him whatever you can find. He's ten to one to win. He's a favorite. You could take that. He's plus three forty for a top three, minus two fifty for a top ten. You only pay juice if you lose. Any head to head matchups, take him. I don't care what it is. It's Ryan Blaney week. He's gonna be good. He's always good. Absolutely love him this week. Yeah, spoiler alert. He's gonna be in some of my articles too because uh, I, I've I've shopped around and I, I love I love Blaney's chances because it's just a it, it's yeah. fun. He's, like yeah, he's good. He's so good at these and and he's one of those guys that's due. He's been so good this year. He's got three poles. He's been fast. He's had a couple races where he was really good and missed out at the win at the end. He's due for one. I think it could be here, and once he gets going, it might be hard to stop him. So might be a lot of Ryan Blaney talk coming up the next few weeks, I think, and I really love him this week. I, I've i not seen a bet that I wouldn't make on him. Don't put the house on it because anything can happen. <laughs> but any bet you find for him, I, I fully endorse, and I like it. Cody's adopted son, Ryan Blaney, which, by the way, I'm getting deeper into that show, The Crew, and I, lo- I love Ryan Blaney's mustache in that show. Dude, it's great. He's had <laughs> he's had some pretty iconic looks over the years. I think he's more on the on the clean shaven haircut right now. But, yeah. Uh, was it Chase he, Briscoe does, that was in with him too? It was Chase Briscoe. Was it Briscoe or was it? Uh, Austin, I know Austin Dillon. Was Dillon on there was there, but him. I feel like Briscoe was the other guy. Else. Yeah, it might have been Briscoe. I can't remember who the other person uh, was, but uh, I loved it. I feel like Tyler Reddick comes in for a short joke at one point. He did. He's, if no, you don't Austin know, Dillon. Like, uh, oh no, it was Tyler Reddick. Yeah, because Tyler Reddick's like five foot five or so. He's like he's a tiny little guy, and everybody makes fun of him for being short. So, but I'm pretty sure he makes an appearance on there. That's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, Ryan Blaney this week. I you can't make a bad bet on him. He's one. He's one of the best. He's probably arguably the best super speedway racer we have right now. He's always in the mix. You saw him there in the 500. He probably should have won that race if it hadn't been his teammate and what happened the previous year with the two teammates from that team wrecking each other and not winning. I, I think that he would have won the 500 and, and uh, yeah, I, I love him this week. Well, and not only that, but this is our unofficial pitch to go watch the crew, find it on Netflix. It's funny. Yes, Kevin James does exactly. a bang up Kevin job James always hilarious as a crew chief, good NASCAR humor. in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of good stuff in there that you'll, that you'll love. So, yeah. uh, all right, get your pen and papers out. It's time to recap the bets. Uh, we begin with the Xfinity winners, uh, for the weekend. Uh, Cody has Ryan Sieg at plus 4,000. I have got Brandon Brown at plus 4,000. So a couple of 41 bets because I don't want to be left out. Uh, and then Cody has got, uh, Chase Elliott over Kyle Larson at minus 125. I have got Ross Chastain, not necessarily as a top three or top five, but a top 10 finish for Ross Chastain at minus 110, something I think we can all safely cash. Uh, Cody's got Chris Busher at a top three finish at plus 700. I have got Bubba Wallace over Denny Hamlin, the full fate of Hamlin in effect at minus 105. Uh, and look, go ahead and get yourself a nice Coors Light and get ready for these because I'm going to read off Cody's winners. He has got Brad Keselowski plus 1,500. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse as his uh, safer but longer shot at plus 3,500. And then Noah Gragson is a what the hell bet at plus two thousand or twenty eight thousand right now uh, that we've got him at currently. Uh, and then I have got Bubba Wallace to win. If you can find him at plus two thousand, lock him up now uh, because I have a feeling that that line's not only going to change now, but it will change after everything shakes out uh, as we get closer to the race. So 
Um, make sure you lock in some of these odds now because they're subject to change, just like everything else in this world. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Cody, any final thoughts as we head out uh, into Talladega weekend? Super Speedway time. I'm excited, man. Also, one more note. Uh, in the Xfinity race, Richard Childress has brought back the number three car, and Jeffrey Earnhardt is going to be racing it. So you'll have an Earnhardt in the number three. He's Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s grandson, Kerry Earnhardt. If, if you're an NAS, old NASCAR fan, you probably know his name. He raced a little, not as long or as, as relevant to, as Dale Jr. ended up being. But So he's Dale Jr.'s uh, nephew. Jeffrey Earnhardt, he's racing the number three. Not only is he racing the number three, Larry McReynolds coming out of retirement to be his crew chief. He was a crew chief for, for Dale Earnhardt Sr., bringing it all back. Uh, Sr.'s last win was at Talladega, his 10th win there. I'm going to go bet that. I don't even know what the odds are. I don't care. I'm going to bet it because I don't want to miss out on that number three car with an Earnhardt and, Mc, uh, and McReynolds on the, on the thing in, in case they pull some magic and win. It'd be great, but it's just, it's going to be super great to see that car out there with an Earnhardt in it and, and on the track. Richard Childress racing, owning it. That's who who Dale Earnhardt raced for. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be great. That'll be Saturday in the Xfinity race. But I did want to mention that because super, super cool story, and I'm pumped for that. Handicap the number of minutes I cry and the number of tissues I, I go through uh, in that Xfinity race then because – it, whatever that number is, just take the over. Who who cares what the juice is? That's that's some super emotional stuff right there, man. I mean, that's yeah, and and I mean, think about it. If he wins, like oh. the story that would be, it would just be crazy. And if you've not followed the Xfinity that closely, Jeffrey Earnhardt, he's bounced around a lot. He's gotten some good opportunities, and he's proven himself. Sometimes he's not had the the easiest path. His name hasn't. It's maybe kept him around a little, but it hasn't necessarily given him a bunch of great opportunities. So it's going to be really good to see. I'm super excited for that. And I'll definitely be sprinkling on that because again, that's one of those things you just don't want to miss out on that in case it happens, but it's going to be great to see the whole picture with Larry McReynolds coming out of the, you know, he's in the, in the TV booth now coming down to crew chief and all that stuff, just putting it all together. Just a super great story. And, and one of those things you, you can love about NASCAR. Let's see him do a cutaway car from the pit box. Can't exactly. do it, can you, McReynolds? <laughs> uh, all right, Cody, you have become increasingly more popular, so why don't you let everybody out there in the world know exactly where they can find you, at least for the time being, before ESPN swoops you up. Uh, let everybody <laughs> yeah, know where I don't know about that, you. but uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, some really nice host we have at uh, SGPN, Rod. He invited me on his fantasy football show earlier today, so did that. That's probably out, out there now. Uh, going over some running backs for redraft coming up this year. Uh, like I said, I did that Twitter show, uh, Twitter spaces show with Derek. Uh, Full Tank Phil was on there. A couple other guys, great guys. Uh, it was nice to talk to all of them. Appreciate Derek for inviting me on there. Wrapping it up with my favorite part, this show. My number one always. Uh, but yeah, just shout out to all the people that have been listening. We've been growing like crazy, jumping, jumping up the rankings in the SGP network. Uh, keep leaving those reviews. We appreciate it so much. Uh, and, yeah, I'm excited for a good good weekend of racing. Also, the show has a Twitter page, at NASCAR Gambling. Make sure you follow that as well. So I think that should cover all the bases. Join us on, on Slack, sgpn.slack, something like that. 
sg.pn um, slash yeah, slack that's what it is <laughs> Close uh, enough. yeah i mean look sports gambling podcast slack <laughs> you just it. google it you'll a message it. on twitter i'll invite you we'll get you in there somehow exactly find me on and twitter like, like everything on sgpn it's free it is free no we don't charge for anything <laughs> no we don't in fact all we, the fun is free at sgpn all the money is yours to keep we don't want it back although exactly not I mean, if to, you want to send a tip, yeah, I'm gonna not going to say no. I'm not so. opposed to a little tip or two, but <laughs> uh, again, find me on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. Like uh, Cody said, find the show on Twitter at NASCAR Gambling. So much fun with you guys. Uh, continue to, to show the love on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave us a review. Uh, tell us how we're doing in the Slack channel, sg.pn slash Slack, and find the uh, NASCAR channel. Look, there's something for everything you like in there, too. So not just NASCAR. It's all over the place. So uh, once again, happy Dega weekend, everybody. Super Speedway Racing. We're, we're like in that point of the season where we're through some of the harder times. Now it's just time to kick back, have some fun. Uh, and, and again, we'll see you guys next week after a profitable, hopefully, Talladega weekend. But until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.